Let my prayer be set forth in thy sight as the incense, and let the lifting up of my hands be an evening sacrifice. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 65 on page 416. Thou, O God, art praised in Zion, and unto thee shall the vow be performed in Jerusalem. Thou that hearest the prayer, unto thee shall all flesh come. My misdeeds prevail against me. O be thou merciful unto our sins. Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and receiveth unto thee. He shall dwell in thy courts, and shall be satisfied with the presence of thy house, even of thy holy temple. Thou shalt show us wonderful things in thy righteousness, O God of our salvation. Thou that art the hope of all the ends of the earth, and of them that remain in the broad sea. Who is his strength, setteth fast the mountains, and is girded about with power. Who stilleth the raging of the sea, and the noise of his waves, and the madness of the peoples? They also that dwell in the uttermost parts of the earth shall be afraid at thy tokens, thou that makest the outgoings of the morning and evening to praise thee. Thou vittest the earth, and blessest it, thou makest it very plenteous. The river of God is full of water, thou preparest their corns. For so thou providest for the earth. Thou waterest her furrows, thou sendest rain into the little valleys thereof. Thou makest it soft with the drops of rain, and blessest the increase of it. Thou crownest the year with thy goodness, and thy clouds drop fatness. They shall drop upon the dwellings of the wilderness, and the little hills shall rejoice on every side. The fold shall be full of sheep. The valleys also shall stand so thick with corn that they shall laugh and sing. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. 
as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 21st, I'm sorry, the 25th verse of the 34th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. I will make a covenant of peace with them, and cause wild beasts to cease from the land, and they will dwell safely in the wilderness and sleep in the woods. I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing, and I will cause showers to come down in their season. There shall be showers of blessing. Then the trees of the field shall yield their fruit, and the earth shall yield her increase. They shall be safe in their land, and they shall know that I am the Lord. When I have broken the bands of their yoke, and delivered them from the hand of those who enslaved them. And they shall no longer be a prey for the nations, nor shall beasts of the land devour them, but they shall dwell safely, and no one shall make them afraid. I will raise up for them a garden of renown, and they shall no longer be consumed with hunger in the land, nor bear the shame of the Gentiles any more. Thus they shall know that I, the Lord their God, am with them. And they, the house of Israel, are my people, says the Lord God. You are my flock, the flock of my pasture. You are men, and I am your God, says the Lord God. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercies on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 41st verse of the 6th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. The Jews then complained about him, because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he says, I have come down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered, and said to them, Do not murmur among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore every one who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me, not that anyone who has seen the Father, except he who is from God, he has seen the Father. 
Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who knows us to be set in the midst of so many and great dangers, that by reason of the frailty of our nature we cannot always stand upright, 
Grant to us such strength and protection as may support us in all dangers and carry us through all temptations. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be said to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. The love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some a couple of thoughts about tonight's lessons. Uh, we'll focus mostly on our New Testament lesson because this is a a pivotal passage here, what is often called called the bread of life discourse, where you know Jesus is talking about himself as the the bread of life, and obviously we we understand this as him describing the Eucharist. You know, this is something that we we should look back on through the whole lens of the the totality of Scripture. You know, going back to the 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 Garden of Eden. Man's first disobedience to God is eating something that man cannot give thanks for. He cannot eat this in thanksgiving of God. He, by being disobedient, we have taken something that is not rightfully belongs to, belonging to us. It is something that God did not give to man at that time. And Adam and Eve took it without permission. And so... Man's first disobedience is by taking the, the, the things of, that God has granted on, in creation, taking it for ourselves, something that we cannot give thanks for. And so this leads to man's fall and decline. And so this is a pattern that is repeated often of man trying to usurp God's, you know, authority by trying to take what does not belong to him, by taking authority, by taking power, by taking control, and not understanding how these are gifts from God, that God is in control, God is the ultimate authority. And whenever we, we try to take those things, what happens is we start to worship those things instead of God himself. And so God chooses a chosen people through Abraham and his descendants. And eventually they are taken captivity in, in Egypt and he rescues them. He delivers them out of, out of bondage, but then they have to enter this wilderness time. And in this wilderness, he feeds them the bread from heaven, the manna. And so all of this is played out here in Jesus' descriptions. Talking about the, the bread from heaven, the manna, it was just sustained their, their earthly existence. It just fed them physically. Jesus himself feeds us spiritually through his, his body 
through his real presence in the Eucharist. These elements that we use are very powerful because of how they come about. Bread is something that is made from grain. We grow the grain, but it really lives and grows because of God's grace to us. We grow the grain and then we use our own human ingenuity to and you know intellect and and um industry to grind the grain and then we use that com, com, combining that with the elements that God gives us the the water the salt the yeast in the air to make bread and then we offer that back to God who then transforms it and gives it back to us and we ingest the bread and then we offer thanksgiving back for this thing that God has given us likewise with wine it's a uh, uh, you know made from grapes that you know it's something that occurs in nature but we have harnessed nature and grow these grapes we use our observation of how things occur in the natural world we preserve this the the juice from it that makes it and turns it into to wine which we offer back to god who transforms it again and gives it back to us and that these elements transform us so that we offer thanksgiving to god for this transformation that occurs in us and then by our life in Christ, we transform the whole of creation by our lives, our new lives, this new eternal life that we have in Jesus. We have the opportunity to transform the lives of those we come in contact with and be a blessing to them in the same way that we have been blessed by God. And then we bring these people to Christ and we all come together in the Eucharist we come together in this celebration this celebration of Thanksgiving where we are renewed constantly through our celebration of the Eucharist and so all of this is bound up in what Jesus is talking about this new life that we have in him is fundamentally transforms us so that we are new creatures so that we can live a new life in Christ and have even now in the midst of all the the trials and troubles of this life we can have this thing that Ezekiel is talking about this where we don't have to live in fear we don't have to live you know, worried about things where nothing that happens to us in this life that is of this world has to affect our relationship with God. That is the, the fundamental thing that we're always working towards and the fundamental thing that God wants with us is to have this relationship of love that's going back and forth all the time in this celebration of thanksgiving and that is personified and made real for us in our weekly celebration of the eucharist where we 
are given this gift of God, of this meal that doesn't fill our bellies, but fills our souls constantly. And we are constantly renewed by this and given this avenue of grace to live out our lives and strengthen ourselves and strengthen our relationship with Jesus and with, with each other. So just some thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind, that the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great Monday night and great start to your week. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good night, everybody. That was a wonderful meditation. Thank you.